0: you're about to hear a true story of someone who has taken life's lemons and made lemonade. I am Heidi, your host, and thank you for joining me. Rusty, welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand. I'm excited to get to know you and hear more about you and why you do what you do. So start out by just telling me a couple of things about yourself.
1: Well, thank first of all, thank you, Heidi, for having me on. I'm looking forward to this conversation, and I love the glass of lemonade. <laughs> that's awesome. um, so I live in California. Uh, I live with my son, who's a freshman in high school, and my wife, and I'm an executive coach, which is uh, we'll talk more about that as we get into this, but that's uh, a new direction for me in the last three years, having spent most of my career up until that point in the corporate world.
0: Okay. Yeah, there's always a story there. So I love to hear why people do what they do. There has to usually be a lemon that happens to transform us into making the lemonade. So take me back. Tell me your story.
1: Yeah. um, Well, I grew up in a family where my dad would put on a suit every day and go to work. And that was just the model of what I saw around me. That's what I expected that I would do with my life. And It is largely what I did with my life, minus the suit. By the time I got into the workforce, I didn't have to wear a suit, but I did suit up, if you will, and go to work every day. For a long time, my identity, my career, everything was really tied up in this idea of advancement, of climbing the ladder, doing the next thing, reaching the next milestone, checking all the boxes. And I did all of that, and I kept moving up the ladder. I was doing all that. And so I ended up, I got a job at Apple. So I I came out to California for business school at Stanford. I stayed here and found a job at Apple in 2005, which is before the iPhone was introduced. It was, I was super excited to be there. Really happy, loved working there. And Apple's a great company. All of that was going well. And my son was born. Uh, And I looked at my boss and his boss and her boss, and none of them had a family. None of them had a real relationship to speak of. And I just said, oh, my gosh, I'm in a difficult place here. Uh, I didn't I, well, I could manage what I was doing, but so much of my identity in my career was all about progression and moving up and accomplishing the next thing. And I just didn't see a path for that where everyone around me was really devoted heavily to their work. So I switched to a different role inside of Apple, uh, and I, but I switched into a really high profile job. I got promoted at the same time. And uh, I don't think it was a very good decision in retrospect, (laughs) But, but what I found myself in was I was the, I was the director of finance at Apple and I was responsible for the sales forecast globally. What are we, how much are we gonna sell? And my son was two. And because it was a global role, I was working with people all over the world and that means long hours because everyone's on different time zones. And as a, with a two-year-old son, I wanted to be around. One of the things I didn't mention about my childhood was observing my dad and he was very hardworking. He was home for dinner pretty much every night and I wanted to be home for dinner. But beyond that, I wanted to be around. It wasn't just like, I wanna have dinner and then go back to work. Like I wanted to be engaged and part of his life and present as a parent. It just felt in conflict with my job. And so I, I had very few tools at that point in my life to know how to navigate a situation like that. So this is the lemon for me. It was just this conflict where I felt like I was failing as a parent, I was failing at my job because I wasn't as engaged and present as I wanted to be there either. And I just like, I, it's like, I, I don't know how to divide myself in any further ways to do this. So the only thing that I knew how to do at that point in my life was to make a choice. It's like, well, I'm gonna have to prioritize either work or family. And that was a hard choice because I was, up until that point, I had always prioritized work and I had been able to do it all. So this was like the first kind of uh, reality check of not being able to get it all done. And so much of my identity was tied up in advancing and going forward and all of that, like to put the brakes on at work was scary. But I had also had this personal commitment to be present to my son. I was like, well, am I going to sell out on that? So I wrestled with this decision for a period of time and ultimately decided that uh, I would take a lower level job. Uh, So I did that. I took a step back in my job at Apple. Personally, that was great, but it definitely put me into a challenging place because I no longer was on the ladder. I was no longer climbing the ladder and moving up and getting all these accolades and all this. So it was a total change in Gear for me, and I really didn't know what to do with myself. So, I'm going to pause here because I've been going on and on for a while. I could keep going with the story, but just to see if you have any questions or no. anything you want to interject with here, Heidi.
0: Nope, I'm hanging on every word you're saying. I love this. This is okay. This is so good. I think it's very relatable with a lot of people torn between profession and family. So, I yeah. think this is really great what you're sharing. So, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So, thank you. So, what I what I did is I, you know, when I took this lower level job. Personally, I was had time with my son. I had more free time. I could leave work at a good hour. So there was a lot of good things. And from the outside, it looked wonderful. Like, you know, I'm working at a great company. I've got a stable job. I'm present with my son. You know, I'm paid well, all of this good stuff. And so externally, it looked really good. But internally, I still felt bad. And I felt bad because I was no longer climbing the ladder. And so much of my identity was not about the position I was in, but it was about the direction I was going. And I wasn't going in a direction anymore. I was stable in this job. All of the challenges around this came with: Who am I? What's important to me? Am I really just showing up and doing this job and spending my eight hours a, a day there, and then going home and enjoying the rest of life? But eight hours a day is a lot of your day. It's a lot of your life. And do I really want to be investing that in this in this direction in this job? And again, nothing, there was nothing. I was very fortunate to have the job I had. So it's not a. It's not demeaning that in any way. It's just to say, when your heart's not really into something, when you're not driving for something, it's a lot of time, a big chunk of your life, to invest in something just to earn a paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, I'm sitting here wondering, thinking to myself, do I just stay in this job until I retire for another 10 or 15 years? You know, what do I do? And I had no answers to that question. I remember writing out my resume. It's like, okay, I've spent a couple hours, update my resume and say, what other jobs can I get? So I looked at my resume and I'm sitting there staring at it and I asked myself this question, who would hire me? What kind of jobs am I qualified for based on what I've done in the past? Or how can I translate my experience into something else? And I realized that now, I didn't see this at the time, but I realized that now how narrow a question that is. Right. It was all about what have I done in the past and therefore what can I do in the future as if your future is defined by your past. But that was just the world that I lived in at that point. That's what I assumed. And so that was one of the questions I asked. And the answers I got were wholly unsatisfying. <laughs> you know, it's like, OK, well, I could leave Apple and I could go to another tech company. But it's more or less the same thing. It's not gonna really change anything. I, maybe I could go work at a startup, but startups are notoriously hardworking and long hours and all of that. And so I didn't wanna give up the kind of time that I had to invest in my family and in myself. So I didn't wanna sacrifice that. So I just I found myself in this place of not knowing how to go forward. Um, I was actually in that space for years, Uh, you know, and I I literally remember driving home sometimes and just daydreaming. Like, what if I quit my job and delivered mail for a living? You know, it's like, I could do that job. I love being outside. It's got a start time and an end time. There's no work to take home with you. There's no stress. So I was just, you know, I I think what I was looking for was something different, some kind of um, out from that situation. And, you know, when I say that, again, it's, it sounds like I was in a bad place. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad place. But I think there's, there's a truth here that all of us, no matter how good your situation, all of us are meant to grow, to meant to expand, to be thinking about what is it that you want in your life and moving towards that. And I felt like that urge and that desire was stuck for me. It was all jammed up. And so I wasn't really moving forward in that way. And that's, that was what was causing this, this unrest this desire to make a change.
0: Yeah. You weren't content at all. It sounds like you were, you had it all, but you weren't content with it. So what did you do?
1: Yeah. For a while, I just scratched my head or banged my head against the wall and didn't know what to do. Yeah, (laughs) Um, But it actually changed for me when uh, I was listening to a 20 minute talk and this person inside of 20 minutes helped me shift my perspective in a way that gave me a path forward. In the 20-minute talk, she asked everybody, and and I took this very personally, what is it that you would really feel energized by doing with your life? What excites you? What turns you on? What fires you up? And she specifically said, when you answer that question, there's a few instructions. One is don't get wrapped up in how you could accomplish it or if you could accomplish it. Just ignore that for the moment and just assume you can do whatever it is. And then don't worry about all of the reasons why it may not be a good idea. How much money you could make or how much money you think you need to make or what your parents would say or what your other family would say, or does your background match up with what this is that you wanna do, right? Just set aside all of the reasons why something may not be practical or possible or you don't know how you do it. And if you can push pause on all of those thoughts for just a couple minutes, and allow yourself to imagine if you could do something, if you could craft a life for yourself where you just feel so thrilled with what you're doing just a different level of success and success, not just financially and career wise, but success in the broadest sense of the word, like your happiness in life. If you could craft a life for yourself where it's just a whole new level, just like a a step function into something totally different, what would that be like? What would you be doing? How would you be spending your time? Where would you be living? What would your relationships be like? What kind of hobbies and personal care are you engaged in that are fulfilling for you? And as I thought about all of these things, the the first idea that came to mind to me was to have real, meaningful conversations with people about life. I had developed that skill over the previous few years of my life, not having grown up with it, and just treasured it. The, the relationships I had formed, the friendships, and the personal freedom and satisfaction of being able to talk with other people about what's really happening in my life, my fears, my uncertainties, my hesitations, my embarrassment or shame about things, just finding people in my life that I could talk about that with just made a huge difference for me. And so I wanted to do that. I wanted to like, gosh, what if that was where I spent most of my time? And that little idea Is what ultimately sprouted into the idea of becoming a coach, and I will say some other another part of that is one of the ideas. I've been to lots of, seen lots of therapists. I've done a lot of therapy, and one of the ideas I had was, well, gosh, maybe I'll be a therapist. But the idea of going back to school because you have to go back for a master's degree and then you have to do a bunch of uh, practice hours to get certified, that whole idea, I just did not like. And uh, I, you know, I've been, I've done plenty of like I have two master's degrees and <laughs> I don't want to go back for a third. <laughs> um, so the, but one of the elements of this is, you know, that was a path, but if you don't love the path, then there's probably another path that you can take. And that was a real awakening for me as well to recognize that I wanted to talk to people more deeply and more seriously about their life, but I did not want to do it as a therapist, cause I didn't want to go back to school. I didn't want to do all those practical hours. And so recognizing it doesn't have to be that way. There's more than one way to reach your destination. Uh, that was also an important part of this lesson for me. And you know, that's, you know, if I take that, that lesson now back to that moment when I had to decide, gosh, it's either my work or my son, where I felt like I had to choose between my job or being home, now I see that there's many more options. And I just didn't have that realization at that point in my life. Um, but but I do now. Wow.
0: That's amazing. I love how inspiring that is. Because that is the scary part that everybody thinks about is that they would love to do something more fulfilling, but they just can't because of all those reasons, you mm-hmm. know, that you tell yourself, and I love how this is like, you know what, what if you just put all those reasons on pause and just thought about it for a minute and look what happens, things come to you and you get new ideas and ways to accomplish what you really want to do, what you're mm-hmm. destined and what your talents and what your interests and passions are.
1: Yeah. And I, and I just want to say, I am regularly inspired and impressed by the capability of people. Right. Right. And, and if you're listening to this, that includes you. You, know, you just have amazing capability and, and just very at a very simple basis, you think about waking up in the morning, that whole day, all of the energy that you have, all of the ideas that you have, all of the physical things that you can do and accomplish, all of that is an empty slate. Now, most of us, we have an anticipation of what that day is going to look like, right? Well, I've got to get up and have breakfast and get the kids off and go to work and you know whatever it is. Um, and so you feel like you've got very little room around the edges to move forward in life. But if you just take a step back and you say, really, 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 what what, what do you have to do today? And there's very little that you have to do. And there's so much capability to bring your creative ability into this world and to shape it and move that, point it in a direction that is that matters to you. So I'm just a huge believer in the capability of people, your potential as a person to harness your energy, your creativity and your ideas and your relationships and all of that and go off and do what it is that you want to do.
0: Yeah. I love that your lemonade is helping other people find their lemonade. So that's amazing. So tell me more. Tell me more about what you do then for people.
1: Well, so I've, I've got two parts of my business um, as a coach. Uh, one part is primarily as a career coach. A lot of people come to me in a career crossroads, similar to where I found myself, or a feeling like they're at a career dead end saying, you know, I could keep going, but I don't really want to, uh, or I'm not sure I want to. So I, I have a lot of conversations with people in that place. And fundamentally, the biggest challenge that I see people have is getting clear on what is it that they want. And I understand that because many people never ask that question, right? I didn't. I just assumed that what I wanted was to climb the corporate ladder. And because I assumed that's what I wanted, that's what I came to want. And that's what I pursued. And that's all I knew until I find myself in my forties saying, Hmm, is this really what I want to do? you can call it a midlife crisis, but I just think it's natural. It's like, at some point, you've checked all the boxes that you expected to check when you were 15. And right, whether that's a job, a promotion, a house, kids, whatever those things are, you've done it all. And you say, well, gosh, I'm, you know, I've got a lot of years left ahead of me. Now what? So for people who have never considered that question, it can feel daunting. And coming up with an answer that you feel confident in is challenging and especially smart, successful people who always want to get it right. You know, and if you want to get it right, you say, well, this is a huge, the stakes are big. This is my life. I like I need to know what it is that I want to do. And I really just encourage people to lower the stakes. Uh, You know, in some ways you can say life is one grand big experiment. You know, you, you get to go out and you get to try things. And just because you have an idea, like, let's just say for me, becoming a coach, I didn't walk into work the next day and quit my job. Like, you know, that would be a little rash. That would be a little foolish, I think. But what I did do is start to take some steps, invest some of my time and my energy into becoming a coach and find out what's this like? Do I like it? Is it energizing? Is it, do I, the further I go down this path, do I feel more or less energized? So, Take an idea, and it doesn't have to be a passion. It doesn't have to be the one and only. It doesn't have to be dropped out of heaven as the signal for you that this is the thing that you were meant to do with your whole life. Don't expect those things. That's just gonna. That's just a way of staying stuck. Instead, pick something that to you is interesting and you can imagine want to, that you want to spend more time and energy on, that you could imagine investing more of yourself in, and then do it. Go experiment with it, right? Take some steps. Again, don't quit your job or don't change what you're doing dramatically, but start investing more of yourself in that new thing and see what happens. If you feel energized in it, you may actually wanna keep going. When I was early in my career, people used to say, do what you're passionate about and you know, you'll know you love what you do and then you'll be happy. And I never liked that advice because I felt like a failure when people said that because I didn't know what I was passionate about. So you give me this advice that's meant to help me, but I end up feeling worse because I have no idea how to follow the advice. I actually think it's bad advice. Don't do what you're passionate about because I don't believe you find your passion. I believe you build your passion. You build it by investing in it, by taking action, by moving forward. And as you do, you find yourself engaged and you find yourself energized. And what is passion? But it's the ability to tap into your energy and to be engaged in what you're doing. So it's the process. It's the movement where you create passion. It's not something that just drops out of the sky as an idea one day.
0: Right. Ooh, I'm glad you explained the difference with that, because I feel the same way. It's almost a pet peeve like, oh, just do your passion and you'll never work a day in your life. And you're like, but what if you don't even know what that is? It seems so high up there. Passion. I mean, that's a big word to use to seem like something that you're so dedicated to that is all, end all, be all kind of thing. So I'm really glad that you <laughs> explained the difference because yeah. that is a huge difference. Just start doing something you enjoy, something you're interested in, start with that. And it can turn into a passion
1: later. And I wanna say that I think passion is is really about, it's, you know, I talked earlier about your your potential as a person, right? I mean, just like, think about the people in your life. And if you have children, you see this in your children, like the, the, the essence of life in them, right? Just this spark of life and creativity and curiosity and exploration. And I mean, it's just, it's beautiful to see in small children. How often do you see that in adults, right? Most of us, you know, we, we, we dim the light on that because we get so focused on all the things we have to do, or we should do, whether that's grocery shopping and dishes and laundry or work or dropping the kids at school or making sure they do their homework, whatever it is, right? But I really, passion is about an expression of that light. And it's about being who you are being your best self. And that is something that is available to you all the time. It's available to you and but you have to pursue it, you have to invest in it. So I help people do that from a career standpoint and find out what that is and move in that direction. But some of my clients, it's not about changing career, it's just about bringing more of your passion into your life. And you don't have to change jobs to do that you may be perfectly happy in your job but there may be something else that you want to express in your life so i'll, I'll give you a simple example um, one of the things that i was inspired by at the beginning of this year i saw somebody post a uh, on social media a little post saying which of his goals he met from last year and which ones he did not meet from last year and i thought to myself how cool I didn't even have goals that were specific enough so I could tell you if I met them or not. And so this year, I decided in 2022, I'm going to set some more specific goals. One of the things that I love, I've grown up as musical. I've grown up around music. As a kid, I played the piano. My dad played the guitar. And there was always singing and music in the house. I sang all through college. I sang after college. And the last number of years, I've done nothing. And I miss it and I want more of that in my life. So I made a goal for myself. And my goal is to get a band together and have at least one rehearsal. That's it. It's a really simple goal. It's not like we're gonna go play in a concert hall somewhere or anything. It's just get together and play together at least once. So I gave myself a goal. I have it. my goals are written on the wall right behind my desk here. And I decided to take action on that goal. Now. Most of us, when we have something like this, you know, at least for me, there's some degree of resistance, right? We always, we have. uh, If 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 there were no resistance, you would be doing it already. It'd be easy. But I had resistance in this, so you know, for weeks I, I had this idea of doing this, but I didn't do anything about it. And I thought about it and I was like, no, it's kind of uncomfortable. I feel, a little, I feel a little strange reaching out to people I don't know all that well, inviting them into a band and what if I'm not good enough and what if the thing doesn't go well and everyone expects me to organize it. I mean, it's just all of these thoughts in my head about ways it could go badly. But fortunately, you know, having been around this kind of idea of how do you accomplish your goals for a long time, I recognized to myself, oh, you know what I'm doing? I'm procrastinating. It's as simple as that, right? We all have reasons in our head of why is not a good idea or why is not the right time, whatever. But does this matter to me? Yes. If I reach the end of the year and I haven't done this, how am I going to feel? I'm not going to feel very good. So just pull off the band-aid and do it. And so I did uh, because it matters to me. And so you, there's some degree here of willing to do the things that are a little uncomfortable because they matter because you care. And that's what passion is about, right? It's directing your energy towards the thing that matters to you. And I'm giving you this example about the band because we have a rehearsal coming up in a couple of weeks, our very first rehearsal. And so last night I busted out my bass guitar, which is what I'm playing. And I started working on the songs and I got some work to do, (laughs) but it was fun and I'm glad I did that. And I give you this example because it has nothing to do with work. But it's something that, for me, feeds me. It gives me energy, and it helps me to connect with my passion, my ability to express myself and bring energy into this world. And so, you know, for for you who are listening, it may not be a change in your job. Maybe that's not what you would would really energize you. Maybe it's a band or maybe it's a cooking lesson or you know, maybe it's writing a book or you know, maybe it's riding your bike more. There, there's no one answer to this, but it's for you to think about, what is it that you would love to have a little more of in your life and then be willing to confront the discomfort of actually taking action and doing it?
0: Yeah, that's the key. It's like you can have all these goals and ideas and things you want to do, but what are your excuses for not doing it? Otherwise you do it already. So yeah. we have all these things that stop us. And mm-hmm. I love just pull the band-aid. I'm the same way. It's like, if I'm going to write it down as a goal, I'm just going to do it you know i don't i don't need to put these goals that are just going to sit there for a year and then put them again on my list for next year no if i'm writing it down it's going to get done and probably in the first couple of months of the year because i don't like to sit around and wait for something so my problem is writing the goal to begin with (laughs) so i know i'll do it yeah i have to know is i really want to do that or not so
1: Perfect. Right. And I think just the exercise of writing it. Yes. um, For me, having it on the wall so I can see it and I can say, like, am I doing anything on these things or are they just ideas? But then the last thing is don't make your goal so crazy that it's intimidating to you. Right. That's why I said for my for my band, it's my goal is to get one practice under the belt. Right. And if we get one practice, I've met my goal. So, you know, think about that as you're setting your own goals.
0: Yeah. I think goals should be more like steps, you know, because you could put the big end goal as do a performance with my band. And it's like, you know, you would never do that. You would talk yourself out of it over and over and over. So I love how your goal is a step towards what could possibly be a bigger goal. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to get people together. You could start with even that. I'm just going to make a band. Then yeah. it would be now I want to have a rehearsal with the band. <laughs> now I want to have regular rehearsals with the band, you know, and it just can go like your goals don't have to be this huge... Out their goals because you just will be too overwhelmed. So just make your goal the next step. I mean,
1: that's yeah, more and, and I think there's a difference between a goal and a vision. Uh, um, yes, a absolutely. goal is definitely the next step. It's what you can accomplish. It's how yes. you know how to get there. But I, I think it's also useful to have a vision. Like my vision, I, I don't care about performing on a big stage on a band in front of people. Like, sure, that's a little bit fun, but that's it's not the thing that's like getting me out of bed in the morning. But if it is the thing that gets you out of the bed in the morning, own that as your vision. Set goals that help you get there along the way, because you you know the ne- a next step you can take. Like you were just saying, Heidi, it doesn't have to be you jump from nothing to performing. The first step might be you get some people together yeah. and you talk about it. Yeah, that could be a really simple goal, even if your vision is to play on a stage somewhere.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like the distinguishing between goal and vision. That's good because we tend to use goal for all of the words, you know, and it's like, it's, it's not. So I like that vision is better. Like you have a vision of a big end all goal. Then you have these smaller goals to get you to your vision. I like that.
1: Yeah. And I just, so that's that and that's the piece that I want to come back to. Like for me, if I reflect on my, like the little lemonade that I've taken out of this whole journey is giving yourself permission to have a vision for what you want in your life. Uh, And, you know, most of us say, oh, it's, you know, that's just silly to be daydreaming about what it is that I would love. Well, it's not a daydream. Recognize that you are an amazing person with huge potential to create great things in your life, even if you've never created them before. And even if you don't know anyone who's created them before, that doesn't matter. Uh, You know, there's, there's so many stories of people who have overcome unbelievable odds to do great things. Give yourself permission to have a vision and to believe it for yourself. Just build that sense of possibility. You know, we, we tend to rule it out as, oh, it's never going to happen. Instead of focusing on the likelihood that it won't happen, explore the, what if it did? What, what might happen? Like, what, what might I be able to do to move myself a little bit closer to this? That's where the goals come from, right? Little steps that you can take. But hold on to that vision of what matters to you. And that can be just a really powerful driving force. I have one final thought, just as we're talking about this, you know, we're talking about turning you know, lemons and turning lemons into lemonade. And um, I think a lot of us are pushed into change when something gets uncomfortable enough. And that's the lemon, right? It's like, okay, there's a lemon here and I got to do something with it. And we're pushed into change. And hopefully you turn that into lemonade. Uh, the vision can be another mechanism for movement and change because it's not you' it's not that you're being pushed into it because you're uncomfortable, but you're being pulled into it because you desire something. you have something that you want in your life. And I just I just want to put that out there as an idea. Like most people don't change a lot until they get pushed, you know, by the lemon, by something difficult in life. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can be pulled forward in your life because you want something, you have a desire and i just want to leave you know leave the listeners with that idea is let that vision for you that picture of what is what you would love to have in your life let that be the thing that pulls you forward so that you can accomplish even more of what you want in your life I and mean, you're an amazing person you've got huge potential and tap into that and allow yourself to invest your allow yourself to invest that energy and that potential towards creating the kind of life that you want to have and you can do it
0: it's so well said. And I love that vision of that. Like you might not have to wait for the lemon to come if you want to make some changes. But then when the lemon does come, use that as a jumping off point to make some changes as well. So would you change anything in your life?
1: You know, I've no, I wouldn't. Um, I'm sure I could come up with something if you if you asked me to change something. But I just believe that life is how it is meant to be. And everything that has happened in the past is exactly what was required to bring me to this point right now and equip me for the next step. Um, so I am, you know, do I wish life were all easy? I, you know, Maybe, but I don't know. That's not really what life is.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So,
1: so I really, no, I don't, I don't have any, don't, don't, don't want, wouldn't want anything to change. I'm just, I'm, I'm happy with my life right now. It's the best that it's ever been. And that feels pretty good to be able to say that.
0: I love that. Well, you have inspired me. So thank you for all of your words of wisdom that you've shared. And I really appreciate seeing this side of things and your excitement and passion. So I'm grateful for learning daily and talking to amazing people like you that bring more light to my life every day. And I'm so lucky. So this has oh, been a great you. passion of mine and I appreciate you helping me achieve my passion.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Heidi. It's It's been, it's been great to to share this and share this time together.
0: I appreciate it a lot.